Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, not Tuesday, Thursday. Who the hell knows what day anymore? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're lost. We're lost. January 7th. Do we still use the same calendar or is it, uh, is it uh, sort of a pre-Trump and post-Trump? Yeah, the, calendar, the, the, year, the year is 1812. Um, <laughs> well played. I learned my history on TV this morning. 1812 was oh, the last John, time. Was the, that was the last time that the, the Capitol had been sacked, so to speak. Bingo. Goddamn Brits, as I recall. They, they must have done it, right? They did the White House. Wasn't it the Brits? They did the whole damn thing. The Canadians. Weren't the Canadians they, part of this? I mean, some of the Canadians were on their side. Some of them were on our side. But oh, okay. They, All right. They, All right. They, they burned down the 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 uh, they burned down like pretty much everything in Washington. To come I mean, I knew the White House. I didn't realize they had sort of done the rest of it too. Oh yeah, they, they, they made a, they made a day of it. As did uh, that's our segue. As yep. did a, a number of insurrectionist traitors who should be. Yep. arrested and put in prison yesterday. So obviously today's show was going to be all about the Domestic Terrorist Act yesterday on the Capitol. Um, the funny thing, I was just telling Cliff, I had all my notes written for the show today and I forgot to even put Georgia on the list. Wow. Even though that was, that was, that was actually, it was 12 hours ago or maybe, maybe 18 hours ago that Ossoff was certified as the winner. Didn't and even make the list. Today. Right. <laughs> and there's actually a big breaking news development right now because of what happened oh. yesterday that none of oh. us would have ever expected that. And it won't be breaking news when people hear this. Hmm. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has just banned Trump from Facebook indefinitely. Oh, really? Yes. Finally, that that I don't want to get into what Ooh. I think of Mark Zuckerberg, but nothing good uh, has for the first time in his life seemingly done something right. You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I it's. I mean, we could even start with this. The social media aspect is very interesting because yesterday Twitter uh, blocked Trump for 12 hours. Trump had written three tweets or posted three tweets that Twitter objected to. Twitter was correct. One tweet was Trump. Uh, I've got it somewhere, but basically Trump's actually hold on. I should see if I've got it handy because it was Trump trying to uh, uh distance himself from the violence. It was the speech he did in the, hold on a second. Well, actually there's one thing was the speech he did in the Rose garden at the white house that, that he and said that these were lovely, very special people, the protesters, oh, you know, that, that pissed people off and that pissed Twitter off. The other one I had gotten yesterday. Here it is. This one I saw when it was still live and I was like, Holy shit. There are the, uh, 6 PM last night, of course, because the day, the way it was progressing, it's important to know when things came out so 6 p.m these guys they were already being cleared more or less from the congress building okay after the violence trump these are the things and events that happen when a sacred lands a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from the great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long go home with love and in peace remember this day forever so he he slipped in go home Right. But the rest of it is you were justified. These people did it to you. And remember this day forever. He was literally it was like your first fuck. And he was saying, hey, don't always remember this day, young man. (laughs) He was he was praising. You're going to lose your cherry. But you mean he was praising what they did? Well, that and two other tweets got Trump blocked from Twitter for 12 hours. They demanded he remove the tweets, although at the same time, the tweets were already pulled. I've never been in Twitter jail. But from what I gleaned last night, because Twitter put up a warning instead of the tweet, 
I think Twitter actually pulls the tweet anyway, but doesn't delete it. So you, so this is interesting, Cliff. They make you go into your account and delete the tweet because they mentioned this in their message last night. Twitter did. And if you delete the tweets, you will be turned back on in 12 hours. If you right. don't delete the tweets, you're never turned back on. So they block your tweet anyway, which is great. But then they make you go through the affirmative process of deleting it yourself, which I thought was kind of an interesting little I like that actually. You know, yeah. kind of kind of bend the knee kind of thing. Well, so, like they say, yeah, you're gonna have to give in to us. But I mean yeah. in the end, they well, honestly talk need, about social media, they need yeah. to just ban him from Twitter. I mean it needs to happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah. And now that Facebook's done it, they're gonna look that much worse because That's, in the yeah. past they usually were ahead of Facebook. They were a little bit better. Facebook you know, typically was way worse on all the, exactly. issues, the neo-Nazi problems we used to have. I mean, all of it, Facebook was way worse. So the fact yeah. that they have done it, I think, yeah. um, you know, in any case. Well, no, it's – And, it's, and of um, course, you know, Aaron Ross Sorkin made the point like yesterday. Like he's banned from Facebook and Twitter, still has the nuclear codes. Yeah, well, that and let's get to that. In second, commander in chief. I mean, look, I, 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 I Actually, can you. I make a social media question point real quick? Please Somebody do. raised this morning that uh, one of the problems here is that when Trump leaves office, Twitter then has a much more uh, uh, a harsher policy towards people who aren't aren't elected state. officials. Yes, but they they start to give you more leeway when you're a candidate for office. So all Trump has to say is I'm going to run again. And he's he's back in the gray territory. Well, that was now. why I, yeah. I thought that even if they did it in one day, they should hold a House vote and impeach him again. Because well, if the Senate – yeah. well, let me just finish the point. If the no, Senate, let's talk about this issue. If yeah. the Senate convicted him, and there's a lot of – I mean, again, I wouldn't put anything past Republicans to not do it. But I certainly think there's a few more than Mitt Romney who would vote for it this time in this atmosphere. Um, he, he, then he would never be able to run for president. Correct. Correct. So in, when you are impeached, you can't run again. If the 25th Amendment is invoked and you're removed from office, you can run again. Um, the other issue with impeachment or the 25th, Cliff, as you know, is – and it was something somebody raised last night, but I thought, oh, God, that's I, – I, it wasn't prime in my mind at the very tip of what I was thinking about. As soon as he's removed, he can't pardon anybody. So that's all of a sudden, point. all the rest of his pardons go away. Now, I am very concerned that Mike Pence – I think it's a guarantee that if all of this happens and Trump is removed, the first thing tr Mike Pence does is pardon Trump. Absolutely. You think the he does? Thing. Because at that point, we removed Trump, so that would be considered the ultimate punishment, even though, of course, he should Trump should be in jail. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I, Pence will I see that. I agree with you on that one. You, know, you don't think Pence will I do think it? at this point, Mike Pence has realized that his political career Holy is over. fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was over. To really, I mean, it's not like – in his mind, it probably wasn't over. It really was over when he was governor of Indiana and did such a bad job. His approval rating was in the 30s, and there, you know, there are a lot of political prognosticators and, and journalists in Indiana that follow right. closely who are saying he might not even be able to win re-election if he ran, and then Trump plucked him and turned him into VP, right. and that changed everything. But we're talking about the mind of, of an arrogant you know, former talk radio show host, political official, greasy, whatever Mike Pence is. Right. Um, you know, I have, I, I, he looks now, and, and the Trump people – you can never the people that think if they're loyal to Trump, he'll be loyal back. I mean, you know, this has been the same thing it's always been. You know, Brian Kemp, Mike Pence, he will screw you eventually because you have to do every single thing he asks you. One thing you say no right. to is considered right. the crossing the Rubicon for him. Right. So, so now the the Trump people are never going to support Pence, but 
the rest of the Republicans hate him. The never Trump Republicans will never let him let him live down the fact that he did almost everything Trump ever so ever asked him. So he's got no place to go. He's a man without a country, and that's great. Um, I don't know that he does because in the end, his last act is does he want his last act as as an elected official to be that he that after what just happened that he he. Uh, pardon Trump. I'm not so sure. No, because you know what? At the same time, he pardons Hillary Clinton. He pardons Bill Clinton. Like he picks other people who are being accused of things by the right, even erroneously, and does it just to wipe the slate clean. I mean, I'm telling I, it's my political gut, but my political gut tells me he wouldn't do it to be a Trump sycophant. He would do it legitimately to say the man has now paid the ultimate price, even though, of course, it's not the ultimate price, but he's paid the ultimate political price. So now, you know, Society got its chunk of flesh, and now we're going to pardon him so he can go away. Of course, he won't go away. Um, well, I mean, yeah, anyway, I mean, I think, like, you and I will have to, to agree to disagree on this. We one. shall see I, what happens. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't um, think it'll happen. It could happen. In the end, I don't think it makes any difference, as I've said, what because what happens to Trump is going to come down to what attorneys general. Well, what do you think? I mean, what do you decide to do? Let's well, let's put that aside first. Do you think there's going to be any chance of the 25th Amendment or impeachment in the next 13 days? Um, impeachment, absolutely not. 25th Amendment has risen to a level of where, huh, there's a chance. Yeah, it raised to a level, yeah. I still, I still would give it a, a, at best a one in four chance. Yeah. They were there, so what they were talking about last night, Rob O'Brien, the national security director, apparently right. harbors political ambitions of his yep. own, um, was, going to re, was talking about resigning. I, I don't see how that, in the end, uh, it, it would absolve him of anything that's gone on during this entire yeah. time that he's been there for. I mean, I don't remember there been such a, 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 a uh, revolving door of national security advisors like everything else, but I believe he was there. Tell me if I'm wrong. When the thing went down with the St. John's Church, and they freaking flash banged, you know, you know, regular protesters who actually weren't, you know, attacking anybody out of right. Lafayette Park. Um, I'm sorry, you don't get to absolve yourself of what went on there when when the, they, they sent these people out to beat people who were just there peacefully protesting. Right. But in any case, maybe in his mind. So, but that's I don't believe the national security. You have to be in the cabinet. So the only one I've heard so far, and this is a fascinating one, <laughs> um, is Elaine Chow. Um, they find so apparently and if you've, Mitchie, right? And if you've seen what McConnell has said, has been saying too, she is married to Mitch McConnell, by the way. Yes, I should have said that, which is shocking to me. Something crossed the, across to, to be the line from McConnell and Chow. What'd you say? You said it's shocking to you, and I said, trust me, a lot of us are shocked she's married to McConnell. <laughs> but anyway. I, I know where you're going with that. It's I know. Letting, we're letting you're shocked, go. Not that you're shocked that she's married as much as anybody. I'm married that he's, yeah, I'm sorry. Anybody <laughs> with an ex chromosome is what I think they're implying. But in any case, or, or at least double X. Um, but um, I, 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 something, yeah. and, I don't, and, and again, don't, don't nobody please misunderstand me here um, because I think I've been very clear when I've talked about on this show. Like if you were to create a Mount Rushmore of evil of who brought us to this situation, right. you know, M Mitch McConnell is up there with Rupert Murdoch and Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh and um, uh, um, you know Newt Gingrich and I mean there's 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 a about there's a half dozen to a dozen officials who more than anything have destroyed what, what the fabric was of our democracy 30 years ago and taken us to this place. So I don't think that I'm giving a pass to McConnell. He's awful. He's disgusting. I'd like to see him in prison. I just want to be very clear. Something Trump did seems to have crossed, finally crossed a line for him. But again, if we, if we know how despicable a human being he is, and we do, it doesn't mean it was a line that would offend any of us. Maybe he offended, maybe he did something that upset 
uh, McConnell's corporate funders. I mean, if you see a lot of corporations are coming out and 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 denouncing this, they're scared right now because instability is bad for business. Gee, who who brought that up four years ago and more recently when they had a podcast called "Unprecedented"? Me forever because I don't understand why anybody who's an actual business person would look at Trump and think that he'd be good for business, a stable business. But in any case, they're scared of that. They they know that the the customers that most of these companies are trying to appeal to are the 18 to 34, and if you want to expand it, 18 to 54, you know, multicultural, uh, you know, middle to middle to, to middle, uh, middle to upper middle class. You know, these, you know, in, these are the people that are buying their products. And these are the people that are most offended by what is going on right now. It's the, you know, it, it's white suburbanites. And I'm sorry, I, I'm just being honest. I think obviously they're scared of losing African-American uh, customers and others too, but but you know the the classic white suburbanite with the you know which doesn't exist in there the way it does in the imagination anymore. But with the picket fence and buying the cars and buying all the shit you know for their house, like they're running away from from this and they're horrified by it. And so these companies are scared, and maybe that's it because Mitch McConnell has literally only just always been a corporate yeah. brand, and 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 so maybe because the yeah. Chamber of Commerce was horrified. The, the head of the National Association of Manufacturers, was say. one yeah. of the most conservative business yeah. lobbies in Washington, called for the 25th Amendment. So, and oh wait, and yeah, let's sorry. put a finer point on it. And if NAM, as we call them, um, National Association, not Vietnam, National Association of Manufacturers came out and called for Trump to be removed from office, then you know the head of that organization had been on the phone with lots of CEOs throughout the day of companies we all know. And yeah. them saying, God damn it, because he wouldn't. At first, I read well, it. Well, the Business Roundtable also spoke out. I mean, the these guys would not just flippantly right. say shit like this without Think checking. But this is the power of business in this country. Yeah. National Association of Manufacturers, Business Roundtable, yeah. U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. The, the, now, yeah. NAM was the loudest because they called for the 25th Amendment. The other two just called for, you know, in strong language and said that any act against the, the county of electoral votes was an act against democracy. And, you know, they used very strong language, particularly yeah. for them. But, you know, again, I, that's who Mitch McConnell serves. All the social stuff. The dude was at one point in his life, and you know, if you go back to the seventies, trust you, trust me, folks. I know way too much McConnell history because I worked against him. I've written about him. You know, he was he was once a liberal Republican in favor of the Equal Rights Amendment. He was pro-choice. You know, he was in favor of background checks on guns. We go on and he's a complete sham. All the social stuff is just he realized Kentucky was a much more socially conservative state, very rural, and he pandered to who he needed to pander to so that he could stay there and keep power because that's all that matters to him and serve the interests of business. So right, I think in our, in our own discussion, maybe we've solved what it is here that has he and yeah. him and Wayne Chain Chow yeah. so up. I mean, it's 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 interesting. Yesterday was definitely a game changer for, in the political culture, which is good, right? Uh, very few people are defending it. The only people trying to defend it in any way are Ted Cruz, who got into an interesting back and forth with Beto O'Rourke. Because Cruz initially did a tweet that was a good a good tweet, condemning the violence and saying we yeah. all got to come together, whatever. Having said that, Cruz it's is not a good tweet. No, no, no. Wait, stop. I love you, John, but the no, role he played point. in that's this, he needed to If you let me finish my point. Mr. Schechter, ever, you would know that I was saying the tweet itself was the appropriate comment anyone should make, but he's the fucking ringleader of the insurrection. And I mean, okay, right. And and he was apparently, at least as of last night, when Mo Brooks announced it, uh, uh, Cruz was still going to be part of the insurrection in the House to try to overthrow the election. So it was well, like, isn't he, I'm asking now, isn't he still, he's yeah. still part of it. He didn't back off. 
I assume he did. I just did not see four the final or five vote. of them backed off, including Kelly Leffler, which is hilarious. Five or six you know, still she, voted for it. Yeah, she never was in favor of it. She was doing it because she thought it would help her win the Georgia election. Exactly. Our friend Stuart Stevens, who we've had on the show before, yep. a never Trump Republican, said, "I've been in so many rooms where, where major GOP donor Kelly Leffler would yell and complain that the Republican Party was too conservative and needed to moderate." He's like, "This should, what she's doing now should show you that she's a big that she's absolute nothingness." That what you know nothing because the the they picked her originally. People forget the reason to pick her was because right. they were scared they were going. They, they they saw the suburban numbers numbers with suburban white women, and they were scared out of their minds. Trump wanted the hardcore Doug Collins lunatic to be right. the nominee in, in Georgia. They purposely right, didn't uh, Republican yeah, congressman Kemp and others that have more of a political sense than Trump and don't and, and actually trying to, you know, even if they're evil people, have some more common sense to them, picked her for a very specific reason. But then Trump went out and made it a you're with me or you're with the terrorists kind of thing. And she had to go to the far right because Trump made it impossible for her to operate in any ground in between. And once she lost, she 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 backed away. A few others backed away too. But no, I mean in the end, Cruz was one of I think in the end seven or eight senators that still objected. And now a word from our sponsor. Just for our listeners, Cliff, the clean yes. phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing is now offering their top rated, top selling, best reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two day shipping. The clean phone wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and kills viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, and even money. Take it with you everywhere at 50% off and free two day shipping for a limited time. It's the perfect gift for anybody who needs it. It's super portable, and with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the clean phone wand at 50% off now, and they'll take 60% off a second wand. Go to the newdealshop.com. That's the newdealshop.com. And now back to our show. Well, I guess my, my, my point for sort of going there is what this means. Okay, first of all, I think yesterday was a very interesting whether catharsis moment or whatever epiphany moment for a lot of Republicans and for the country, which is good. It, it, it turned everybody against Trump, even Fox news, yep. other than Tucker Carlson, who Tucker, did you see, did you see what Tucker said last well, night? I, mean, I, I think, weren't they all? Uh, Ingram was doing, I missed what Ingram did, although I saw people tweet. No, she said it was in TV. It's the, 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 there's the same three. Right. Well, four, if you want to count Fox and friends. Uh, just, but but at nighttime, the same three that they always keep. So you're right, Brett Bear ripped into them. All sorts of other folks. No, but, Brett, uh, but, uh, but 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 Ingram, Hannity, and Tucker stuck with. Yes, it. and Britt Hume said something on Twitter that pissed people off. I couldn't access it, but because oh, he blocked. He's me. a piece of shit um, too. So. But listen to this, Tucker. Last night, so yeah, last night's eight o'clock show because uh, Brandy Zadrozny, who's really good from NBC, she tweeted. I love her. I don't know. Yeah. If she's she is. I, so I, I wrote. At, I'll just have to say this. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I, she was at the Daily Beast when I was there, and she edited oh. some of my pieces. She's just the kindest, warmest, most incredible person, and she's also a terrific reporter. I say all this because she's yeah. on the, the QAnon crazy beat, and at one point in time literally had to have bodyguards posted outside of her door because there were so many threats against her. Oh. Like, everybody should support Brandy's address. Yeah. She's just great. Go ahead. Sorry. So she tweets last night, Tucker Carlson is saying right now... In fact, you know what, John? John I'm going to talk to her. We're going to have her on. Oh, that's a good idea. She's yeah. terrific. We'll yeah. have her on. So Tucker Carlson is saying right now that government is going to use, quote, what happened as a way to, quote, strip people of their rights. All your freedoms, quote, are in peril, he tells his audience. So 
his Tucker's lesson he took from yesterday's domestic terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol is that we are going to use it as a rice dog attack, the rice dog fire, which uh, not to get too much in the history, Cliff knows, again, better than all of us. But basically, uh, the German parliament was set on fire back 1933, maybe, Cliff, when was it? That sounds right, yeah. I don't remember the name, that's my bad. But yeah, the Nazis uh, claimed, I want to say the Nazis claimed it was the communists, even though a lot of people think the Nazis said it themselves. Sound familiar? Um, Yeah. So that, right, so that Tucker's big takeaway from yesterday isn't, oh my fucking God, (laughs) like things are getting a little out of control. It's now the liberals are going to take your freedom away, which is exactly what you tell someone if you want someone to blow up the government literally next time. Just right. like bombs across Washington. That's what you tell them. Well, now if they're you're, really if you're, if you're trying to, if you're in the, the 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 sort of NRA, you know, crazy white nationalist world that was in the '90s that some of us wrote about and followed. That's yes. this is it's this kind of rhetoric about ATF officials and the rest that led George H. W. Bush, a lifelong member of the NRA, to resign his membership and in, and in disgust, and it is what led. Uh, to Timothy McVeigh, who was found with a copy of, I think it was the Rifleman or one of the NRA magazines in his car when he was arrested. It, was, it is what one what inspired that whole culture, militia culture, Timothy McVeigh to blow up the building uh, in Oklahoma City and murder how many? 168, I believe it was. Um, that's you know, again, there were people who who were who. I mean, again, like just, the reporting is still tough, but when they went in the Capitol. There was reporting that some people had pipe bombs on them, that they were searching around for well, potential there is still bombs. reporting that several makeshift pipe bombs were left outside the Republican National Correct. Committee headquarters, among other places. Um, so I, I guess, it, you know, look, in the end, well, let me read one thing because I think we have to read oh, it. Oh, we've got a lot more to talk about anyway. Well, of course, but I want to read one thing because it's too good. Huh. Um, where is it? I just tweeted out something about Facebook. So in my mentions, like right. everything disappeared. Oh, I got it. Okay. Here's a great quote for you. This is from, for those of you who are history buffs, General General Winfield Scott, uh, who was a general in the Civil War. Um, Great Scott. Sorry. Great Scott. He ran for uh, uh, president in the Whig part, in, as part of the Whig Party in 1852. Right. Okay, here you go. Quote, I have said that any man who attempted by force or unparliamentary disorder to obstruct or interfere with the lawful count of the electoral vote should be lashed to the muzzle of a 12-pounder gun and fired out of a window of the Capitol. (laughs) I would manure the hills of Arlington with fragments of his body were he a senator or a chief magistrate of my native state. It is my duty to suppress insurrection. My duty. Exclamation point. There you go. That's how some people used to feel about this. Well, that's a nice segue, actually, to the issue of how the cops dealt with, how all the security dealt with the raid and the aftermath with the arrest, which there is some news on that front, too, actually. It's not as bad as, as we initially feared. But, you know, the, the, I've seen, we've all seen multiple videos, or maybe you have, I know we did, of uh, the protesters literally pushing cops, punching cops, et cetera. At one point, you see two Capitol policemen literally open up the barricade and just let everybody come running through. Now, now, if you're you know in a culture where you're trying to de-escalate the violence, at one at some point when there's two of you against several hundred people in a mob, maybe you do just let them pass. I, 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 I think you have to. I don't blame you know, them. I mean, it's why they weren't better prepared. That's the thing. Why you had two guys there? Um, I. Also, people are very upset in the Capitol Police. I also fault the Secret Service because let's face it, folks, the vice president of the United States and the entire Congress was in a joint session 
Okay. The Secret Service clearly, you know, they're in charge of a lot of security since the VP's there. Nobody was, everybody was caught, whatever the expression is, you know, unawares of what was going on. When everybody knew there was going to be massive protests, Trump that morning had told everybody to march to the Capitol. So they knew that was going to happen. Everybody was afraid of violence. And it just, you know, and I mean, I, we can make the comparisons because people have, we don't need to get into detail, but, you know, they freaked out when they thought black people were marching. And remember all those pictures oh, of everybody. For like, a second, if, if African-American protesters, Muslim protesters, you pick oh, your group, had, had come to the Capitol like that, we would have it'll be dead. hundreds dead. It'll be dead. And I got to and here's actually, here's a question. I mean, both of us can sort of get into a little bit because it's, it's an interesting question, I think, for those of us on the left. Okay. I tend to be much more law and order than many people, certainly on the far left. I am not as I am way more law and order than people on the far left. I don't like it when people uh, don't listen to the police. That doesn't mean the police aren't doing bad things, but you don't fucking challenge the police when you're in the middle of something going on <laughs> you know, because you will get shot. Right. But obviously, something- the only place I would disagree is if in your self defense, if the police are. Obviously- oh, no, no. I mean, if they're literally going to kill general, you, right? I believe that about any authorities. Like, yeah, but in general, you put your hands up and go, okay, I'll huh. deal with this afterwards. But having said that, having said that, I see stuff like this, and I got to tell you, I am, I am not sympathetic to the woman who got shot and killed if she was, in fact, and according to all reporting, it looks like she was, if she was, in fact, one of the protesting domestic terrorists who, who forced their way into the Capitol. I am not sympathetic for her being shot and killed. And I, it's an interesting situation, I think, for people on the left to not necessarily think, you know, they should have shot them because they were righties when we wouldn't be happy if our guys got shot. But I got to tell you, I'm, you know, and I haven't so even said it on Twitter yet. I don't want to get in trouble, but. No, I don't. I mean, look, my I mean, it's an interesting I'm, question. I'm, I'm in the law and order camp as you are when it comes to yeah. this kind of stuff, which is um, if you're assaulting property, uh, you know, and people where you don't belong and you're doing it in, in, in not just assaulting, like they, these, these aren't, you know, this isn't like well, but looting, you people, throw looting back at you. We're right. Looting, but, right. But okay. Here, now I'm going to say to you, John, let me yeah, finish I, my I, point. <laughs> um, are they looting? What they did was looting. Yes. They were not just looting. They were threatening people in the Capitol. Somebody was shot and killed. They were going in with the purpose of overturning the a yeah. sacred. They were going to arrest them. Did you what? see the picture of that guy? They were going to arrest them, meaning the the protesters. One of the guys who was in the gallery might have been the Senate or the House gallery. I'm not sure which is the visitors area on top, overlooking almost like you know looking down from the Colosseum to the ring below. And he has a whole collection of twist tie handcuffs attached to his hip. One of the protesters, one of the terrorists. So that's going to okay, so well, we, we know they already did this. They already had this plan in Michigan with Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, they were going to arrest and then kill her. Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, the, these are people that are all talking to each other on parlay in places. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is not – so this is my point. This was, this was insurrection against a couple things. It was against what, what, what we would call the citadel of our democracy, the people's house as it's known. The congression, the 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 uh, uh, capital, which, as you pointed out, this hasn't happened since the British did it. That's one. Two, yep. they were doing it purposely at a time when to disrupt and stop the counting of electoral votes, which is yep. what determines that we have a democracy. So it was sedition. Yep. Three, they were trying to break into congressional offices where there were people and hurt them. They had guns. They had weapons. They had you know, and people 
a number of, you know, if you've seen any of these interviews, which I've watched, there were a number of, of, of members of Congress on the Democratic side who called their family to tell them they loved them because they thought they weren't getting out alive because they heard gunshots and they heard the flashbangs and their people were trying to come. If you've seen that now sort of famous, infamous photo with the big, you know, what was it, desk or whatever, pushed up against the bro- the broken glass door to get into the congressional chamber. Of with the U.S. The, House chamber, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with with the guns drawn. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. that's not the same thing as breaking into a store at night. No, I agree. When nobody's there and looting. This, right. These people were a threat to human lives, to our They democracy. really criticized the looting, by the way, though, because I, I, I tweeted with somebody saying if you a lot loot, of people were, were making excuses for the looting, Cliff. Well, I don't I, either. You are not. But my but. belief in, in looting is you should arrest people. But it also is a lesser if you try to arrest them and they pull out a gun on you, you should shoot them. But it also is a lesser crime than insurrection. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm just making the point that, that as always on this show, there's context to different actions. You break into somebody's store because you're mad because somebody innocent who's African-American who's been killed. Well, that's a horrible thing. But you don't get the right to break into somebody else's store to their business, to their dream, and steal all their stuff and tear it and blow it up. And if you do that and the the proper authorities show up and try to arrest you and you resist arrest, and then whatever happens to you is your fucking problem. Okay, but my difference, I guess I'll just finish, is what I'm saying is that you should be trying to arrest looters. In this case, when you have a mob of people setting on you to to destroy the Capitol, undo our Electoral College and perhaps kill members of Congress, I'm sorry, you need to shoot a few of them. A couple news already. That makes me a bad person. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.